This podcast may contain language and subject matter that some viewers may find offensive. If so, then this podcast may not be for you. If you do continue to listen to this podcast, then please do give us a five-star rating here on the Nerdic Pro Podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the Nerdic Pro Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the Nerdic Pro Podcast. Welcome back to um, the Nerdic Pro Podcast here on Spotify. It's been a while since, um, obviously, uh, the Nerdic Pro had a proper podcast here on Spotify. Um, And, uh, yeah, so, obviously, with it being Christmas Eve, I'm going to relax a few bits and pieces and... um, Speak about a few different things, you know. Um, uh, excuse me. Um, obviously, obviously, keeping the main topics about wrestling, etc. <coughs> but um, as well as you know, talking about other things, you know, like I don't know, football or fucking. Uh, gaming or whatnot, you know. Um, because funnily enough, as I am recording this podcast, I am actually coincidentally playing Minecraft. Out of all things, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, so hang on. I want to need this a bit bigger. So um, yeah, the reason why I'm recording this podcast here on Spotify is because our Facebook page. It's been having a few problems uh, with recording, um, you know, podcasts. I, I don't know whether or not that's, uh, that's Facebook in general or whether it's just the Nerdic Pro page. Um, one, two, three, one, four. So, um, yeah, I don't know whether or not that's just the Nerdic Pro page. Um, or if it's just Facebook in general that's, or Meta that's, screwing things up for us, but, um, yeah, I tried to, I had a couple of attempts last night trying to record some bits and pieces, uh, live on Facebook, um, for Nerdic Pro Weekly, but it just wasn't having it at all, and there have been quite a few problems recently where I've had guests on, such as Steve Sykes and Tyler McGuigan and uh, Connor has done a podcast or two, um, where it's been like, I, I've been able to see them fine, but they've not been able to see me, do you know what I mean, um, for some random unknown reason, <coughs> but, um, yeah, like, during the recording process, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, um, I've been able to see whoever I've had on perfectly and hear them perfectly, but they've not been able to see me or the stream's been a bit, has been a bit cocked up somehow. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, unfortunately, I don't know why Facebook was doing that, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm doing this podcast 
here on Spotify. Uh, so I won one, two, three, four, five, five across. Obviously, you need one, two, there we are. Sorry, I'm literally in the midst of building a crappy little town here on Minecraft. And, uh, yeah, so, um, speaking of which, obviously, yeah, um, doing... I've obviously announced uh, recently that there is going to be a miniature expansion uh, for the Nerdic Pro podcast, and... We're going to be bringing out some more frequent podcasts um, uh, for for like for you guys, the fans of the Nerding Pro podcast and the listeners of the Nerding Pro podcast. And um, yeah, one, two, three, one, two. And um, yeah, so um, with that being said, obviously. Speaking about gaming's got to be one of them, um, you know, because uh, obviously with us being called the Nerdic Pro podcast, that doesn't sort of delegate us to any particular fandom or any particular topic, if you know what I mean. Because obviously Wrestle Talk are called Wrestle Talk specifically because of wrestling, you know, um, wrestling with regret are called. Are, Call wrestling with regret because of wrestling, you know, because that's their main topic, you know. Uh, WrestleMania, you know, um, obviously, Jim Cornette has two podcasts, the drive through and the experience. Uh, but obviously, if you've got a legend in a business, you know, like wrestling, then they're like Jim Cornette, then you're going to, or like how they're known, then you're going to have them do a podcast in the industry that they're known in. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, you know, um, obviously if they're a fan or obviously if you've got a very very well-known wrestling personnel, you know, um, if they were to do a podcast, chances are it'll probably be about wrestling because that's how they became known. Uh, But also if they're a fan of such and such, like, I don't know, like the NFL, if they're a fucking um, Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, then, you know, they'll probably do a fandom podcast on that. But, yeah. Um, but, obviously, with us being called the Nerdic Pro, we don't... like We haven't delegated ourselves into anything in particular, if you know what I mean. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, I've spoken to, obviously, Richie, Robert, Stuart... Uh, etc. And we're wanting to sort of branch out to bigger and wider audiences um, to get the name of the Nerdic Pro podcast out there. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, so um, so I talk about various different topics, subjects, you know, like gaming, football, um Obviously, um, I know Richie is a bit of a film sort of geek, um, so I'm sure that he'll probably want to do a couple of podcasts, you know, like about Star Wars, and I, like, I know he's into his Star Wars and all that. You know, I was a massive Power Ranger mark back in the day, um, so, you know, I would probably do a sort of few podcasts, you know, about the Power Ranger franchise. I know that Richie was again into Power Rangers, I know that Stuart's into Power Rangers, or like was at least, you know, 
Um, so yeah, like, like there, there are various things that, that we can all do and all that that we can quite easily um, branch ourselves out for um, and all that and, you know, give you guys better quality podcasts and all that rather than us co- literally coming on last minute di- uh, onto Facebook and all that, onto a Facebook Live dicking about and all that because I, I want the Nerdic Pro to have a more professional approach to <coughs> to when we actually, from when we start the podcast to when we finish it. You know, I would like us to be somewhat of a, of a more professional, more approachable type of podcast, you know, um, rather than, as I said, you know, dicking about constantly. And, uh, yeah, um... But, uh, yeah, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, so, um, yeah, uh, before I get into, like, the main sort of focus into today's podcast, um, I, for those of you that don't know, I just so happen to be a referee within British wrestling, I, uh, ref a like the odd sort of show here in British wrestling, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I've already got a couple of bookings for twenty twenty four. Um, the first one <clears throat> that at the time of recording this podcast, um, that I've already booked on, um, is on Friday the twenty third of February. I will be debuting for the brand new British Wrestling Company, known as the British Wrestling Federation, um, when I return to the Rycroft Sports and Leisure Centre in Rye Hill and Wakefield. Um, you know, uh, that's got to be an absolutely fucking mega, mega stacked card. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Which will feature the likes of a good friend of mine, of, you know, a couple of people that I'm quite friendly with, such as Tommy Rocker, uh, Young Horace, who I've shared the ring with before, Mikey Andrews, who I've shared the ring with before, um, who else? Jacob Page, uh, Jacob Padgett, who is the promoter for New British Promotions, um, etc., and, uh, yeah, so, um, so you've got Tommy Rocker, you've got Young Horace, you've got Mikey Andrews, you've got, um, obviously Mr. Lee, prick, uh, he's, uh, gotta be there, uh, as the BWF general manager. I don't know which one of the higher-ups at the BWF decided to have Mr. Lee, um, as the general manager for the BWF. But that, but that might mean that we could quite easily be seeing the rest of Project Mayhem. There's a chance I will probably be seeing uh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight, a faction that I am quite familiar with. Uh, so a chance I will probably see the likes of The Great Shawal, Dante Durden. And depending on whether or not he's, he's left Project Mayhem or whether or not he's still a part of Project Mayhem, I don't know, is the last true son of Odin... 
Uh, Gunnison, again, who I've had the pleasure of sharing the ring with. You know, Dark Knight have refereed, Mr. Lee have refereed. Um, you know, for companies like New British Promotions and Old School Wrestling. You know, um, but uh, yeah, um, so there's, that's going to be an absolutely great card. I believe the main event's going to be a 20 man uh, Royal Rumble type of match, um, which will be really good, you know. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that Tommy Rocker, Mikey Andrews, um, Jacob Page are have already been announced for that said match. I don't know whether or not Horace has been announced for the match yet. Um, I do know that Horace has been announced for the show. I don't know whether or not Young Horace has actually been announced for the Rumble match yet. Um, I could be wrong, but um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, then on March the 31st, um, when the circus comes to Sheringham, uh, just down the road from where I actually live, um, funnily enough, um, here in North Norfolk, um, well, I'm sort of northwest Sheringham, sort of more into north, but um, Norfolk. But uh, yeah, um, I returned for my, I want to say, sixth appearance for Big Top Wrestling. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so yeah, when the Russell's International Circus returns to Sheringham. Um, Big Top Wrestling will be hosting a wrestling show. Already announced, <clears throat> they've already got a match announced for that show, <coughs> which is an absolute mega, mega, mega match for the BTW tag team titles, um, which has been sanctioned by the BTW Championship Committee and the brand new commissioner of Big Top Wrestling Promotions, uh, Mr. Robbie Lewis. Um, a tag team title match which is going to be under double dog collar uh, chain match rules so it's basically a, a tag team dog collar match between the reigning BTW tag team champions of the Alpha Athlete CW Davis the Lone Wolf Swede uh, of Alpha Impact defending their titles against um, the former champions of Bulk and Big Dave of the UK Pitbulls, the legendary British tag team of the UK Pitbulls. Um, that's going to be one mega, mega stacked match, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... I mean, I've never actually refed a dog collar match, nor have I actually worked on a show that's had that's featured a dog collar match, let alone a tag team title chain uh, uh, dog collar chain match. Um, so, if I just so happen to be the one to referee that match, um, then that'll be great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've obviously shared the ring with the Pitbulls and C.W. Davis and Sweden no end of times. You know, um, obviously refereed the tag title change, um, the tag title change match where the Pitbulls lost the BTW tag titles to Alpha Impact in Hulk back in April. Um, 
where, well, actually it was to Big J Johnson of the Minor Stable and Swain of the Minor Stable. Uh, Big J Johnson was um, stepping in for C.W. Davis, who unfortunately wasn't actually medically cleared to compete that night, um, which is a shame. But, uh, yeah... um, yeah, so C.W. Davis wasn't actually medically cleared to compete in that match, nor was he medically cleared to compete on that night. Um, so, yeah, Big J. Johnson stood in for um, Davis, and unfortunately, I got knocked down uh, during that match and uh, didn't see... C.W. Davis interfered in the match as he had decided to hit Bulk in the back with a steel chair, <coughs> resulting in Big J- in him grabbing Big J Johnson, putting him over Bulk to then count the pin. Um, like for me to then count the pin, um, uh, which then ended up uh, making new tag team champions. And, uh, yeah, so, um, being, uh, obviously Big J Johnson, Swede, Stroke, C.W. Davis, um, which, that's probably one of the best shows I've actually worked on, in all fairness, because I also got to referee the DOA heavyweight title match between, um, the, at the time, defending champion, uh, Brett Semtex, against the challenger, um, the spring-heeled Jack Landers. Um, that was a really, really good match. Um, and, uh, yeah, so th- that match was obviously a singles match for the dynamic over-the-top action DOA uh, British heavyweight title. Um, uh, the world title. Um and, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> that's obviously one of my better achievements in the rest of the business, uh, refereeing that match. Um, then fast forwarding on to, I believe, the 19th of May, I think it was, um, debuting for Classic UK Pro Wrestling, CUKPW. Um, a show that took place in a venue called the Anglers Club uh, in Hare Hills in Leeds. Um, that, again, was a really good show, in all fairness. Um, I refereed the full, I believe there were six matches on the card. Um, I can't remember what order everything went in. I'm going to try and guess. So it, I think it was the British title match. Between for the for the vacant CUKPW British Heavyweight Title, um, Drake Winter, the CUKPW uh, Monster Smash Champion, versus Josh Bradford, um, and then obviously Josh Bradford walked away victorious in that match. Uh, match number two, I believe, was one half of the at the time at WAW. World Tag Team Champions and one half of the staff, uh, Mr. Hayward uh, versus the promoter of CUKPW, um, Adam Bowler. 
Um, Mr. Hayward walked away victorious in that match. Um, match three, I believe, was a women's match between Tracy and Harley Hudson. Harley Hudson, I believe, has recently signed, um, or it's been rumoured to have signed a developmental, a developmental deal for um, TNA Impact Wrestling, um, which is fantastic for her, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then match number four was, I believe, for the 24-7 title the CUKBW. 24-7 championship between which was a triple threat match which was Dan Evans versus Drill versus Joey Hayes uh, Dan Evans wrestles out in Europe quite a lot in like Denmark and Sweden and Finland you know he's uh, and Norway so he wrestles out in um, like Scandinavia um, sort of area um, quite a lot and uh, obviously wrestles all over the UK for obviously like uh, PCW up in Preston um, and uh, I believe he also wrestles for uh, CCW which is I think the Cornwall based CCW um, as well um, Drill obviously again wrestles up um, Bolton sort of way uh, and all that and uh, yeah so um, and again Joey Hayes wrestles all over the place as well and uh, yeah so uh, Joey Hayes ended up walking away victorious in that match, and uh, yeah, so um, then you also well, then we went into an interval. The next match after the interval was the twenty person over the top, uh, Royal Rumble match for the Linda Memorial Championship. Um, sorry, I just have a uh, trick there. Um. I couldn't tell you who all 20 people were or what sort of order they came in. Um, I can have a try and think, um, especially in order. So, Joey Hayes, Drill, Drake Winter, Dan Evans, um, uh, Supersonic Sammy Blue... Um, Mark Anthony, Harley Hudson, Tracy, um, Mr. Hayward, uh, Josh Bradford, um, who else wrestled earlier on that night? You also had, um, I can never remember the guy's ring name, but his name's Andrew something. Um, he wears the puppet known as Jerry. Um, some ventriloquist character. Funny as fuck, but, uh, yeah. Um, you also had Mark Anthony, who promotes, um, I think it's either MAW or MPW or something up, uh, towards Gateshead. He was in the match somewhere. Um... Um, yeah, I can't remember the other guys, but um, yeah, 
<clears throat> yeah, so yeah, Tracy, Harley Hudson, Drill, Dan Evans, Joey Hayes, Supersonic, Sammy Blue, um, Mark Anthony, um, Adam Bowler was in there somewhere. I, I, I think he came in last. Mr. Hayward. Um, uh, obviously, Drake Winter was in there somewhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, it, it sounds like that I'm coming up with uh, random names now, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, again, it was, there, there were 20 people in it, uh, but I couldn't tell you who the, who the entrants actually were, or, like, especially, like, what order, like, what order they ended up coming in. Um, and yeah, again, I, I, I don't even know the name of the, uh, <coughs> the uh, bloke that even won it. Um, I can tell you his actual name, Mark, but, um, I couldn't tell you his, um, ring name. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I've got the DVD, like, uh, I've got the DVD off of Adam somewhere, um, for that show, but, uh. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the ring name, but like you actually ended up winning it for the life of me. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, and then the main event was for the CUK PW Heavyweight Title between the at the time champion, um, good friend of mine, Mister Kingston Riley, uh, defending against one half of the at the time. World Association of Wrestling WAW Tag Team Champions of uh, representing uh, Lady Bellas and the staff, Mr. Sir Ryan Matthews, uh, being accompanied to the ring by Mr. Hayward. So this was the third time Hayward had actually come out to the ringside area, uh, to the ring area. But, um, yeah, uh, because obviously he, he had his match against Adam Bowler, and then he had the Rumble match, and then he's now coming out to accompany Sir Ryan in this title match. But, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, that match between Case and Riley and Sir Ryan Matthews was quite fun. Um, you know, that was the... That, that, that was the first time I'd actually left the confines of East Anglia to work on a wrestling show. Because uh, I've been up to Yorkshire, no, not Yorkshire, um, Lincolnshire, twice, um, to Boston and to Skegness uh, last year, at, at the time of recording this podcast, so in 2022, um, for Live Wrestling Promotions, LWP. Um, so yeah, working on Wrestle War, King of the Castle, and all that in Skegness and in Boston, which were again two absolutely mega stacked cards with some absolutely fantastic talent, with some absolutely fantastic talent on the like on the card as well. Um, uh, like on both cards as well, and uh, yeah, so but yeah, this was the first time I'd left East Anglia to work on a show, and the first time I'd actually. Got up to Yorkshire to work on a show. 
It was also the first time that I didn't actually personally know anybody. Uh, I sort of knew Case and Riley because we'd been back and forth and messages and all that. Because this was around the time he sort of was, um, you know, becoming a a somewhat of a podcaster. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, Case and Riley again. He's a like he's a bloke who I would later on work with. Again, well, not with with, but like on the same show as. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, uh, I so yeah, the, the, that was the first time I've been up to Yorkshire for a show, uh, to work on a show. Um, and, uh, yeah, so trying to figure out what was next. I think it would have been the 9th of July, I believe. Um, yeah, I think it would have been the 9th of July in Northrop's, just outside of Cromer here in Norfolk, um, for Big Top Wrestling. Um, there was meant to be a new British promotion show, I believe, in Sheffield somewhere. Uh, I, th- I think it was either... It, w- it was either in Hare Hills, in Sheffield, or in Wake... I think it would have been Sheffield, this show that got cancelled. Um, uh, in June. Uh, but that unfortunately got cancelled. Um, I don't even know why it ended up getting cancelled. But, uh, yeah, I, I, basically, I was booked on a new British promotion show that unfortunately got cancelled uh, for whatever reason. Uh, and, yeah, I believe it was in Sheffield. I could be wrong. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then just fast forward to the 9th of July, Big Top Wrestling at the Northreps Village Hall. Um, obviously, it would have been in Northreps. Um And, uh, hang on, uh, oh no, duh, right, um, sorry, just still started playing Minecraft, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, trying to think, that show in Northrop's, what matches did I ref, was it, uh, Buckley McIntosh, otherwise known as Craig McIntosh, good friend of mine, who's made five appearances, on the Nerdic Pro podcast, all five of them have been pre-match, post-match interviews, and a couple of um, like proper interviews um, over on the Nerdic Pro podcast Facebook page. Um, you know, really, really good bloke. Um, he, he was also the um, 2023 LWP Live Wrestling Promotions uh, Breakout Star of the Year for 2023. Um and, uh, yeah, so that was, again, I believe, his fifth appearance here on the Nerdic Pro. Um, so, yeah, uh, he wrestled up against the Kung Fu Vampire Furio in a match. Uh, Furio walked away victorious. Um, then it was for a, a tag match between Alpha Impact, CW Davis and Swede 
uh, versus Bulk and Big Dave. No, not Bulk and Big Dave. It was Bulk and Brett Semtex. This match, um, actually, I do apologise. Um, for the BTW Tag Titles. And, uh, yeah, I ref that match and then refereed the Rumble match uh, at ringside. Um, the 18-man over-the-top Royal Rumble match. Um, the winner became the brand-new number one contender to the Big Top Wrestling Promotions World Title uh, against Ricky Knight Jr. Uh, RKJ at Room in the circus this past October. Uh, the winner ended up being the final entrant of Jack Landers. Um, and yeah, that Northrop show was was a good show. You know, um, fun show to work on. And uh, yeah, so... Um, but uh, yeah, then... My next show was... Was it Woodhouse in Sheffield? Yeah, I think it would have been the, in the Woodhouse West End Working Men's Club and Institute in Woodhouse, uh, in Sheffield. Uh, I got to work with guys like, you know, Tiger McGuigan, British wrestling legend Tiger McGuigan, uh, against uh, Young Horace. The New British Promotions World title match between Dante Durden and Tommy Rocker. Obviously, Tommy Rocker walking in as champion. Uh, Tommy Rocker walking away as champion um, as a result of a disqualification um, on Dante Durden's behalf after Mr. Lee came in to interfere. Uh, Mikey Andrews then came down. Obviously, yeah, I was the enforcer for the Mikey Andrews-Mr. Uh, Lee match earlier on. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and then the tag match between... Tommy Rocker, Mikey Andrews versus Mr. Lee and Dante Durden. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, another really good show. Um, obviously, guys that were on that show. Obviously, you have Tommy Rocker, who's been, who's been around a while. You have Tiger McWiggan, again, who's been around a while. You've got, you had um, the New British Promotions King of Old School champion, um, the Juggernaut, John Allens, um, is again, he wrestled up in Scotland defending the New British Promotions King of Old School title, um, a few months back, um, as well as, um, Project Ego, Mr. Martin Kirby, he was on that show, he was in a triple threat match, number one contendership match. Uh, to the New British Promotions heavyweight title, Tommy Rocker's New British Promotions title, um, up against uh, Dutch and John Allens, the juggernaut John Allens as well. Um, and uh, yeah, he ended up walking away victorious in that match. Then you had Bank Holiday Friday in August. Um, I was in Rye Hill and Wakefield uh, back with New British Promotions. Um, I ended up emceeing that show because there was no MC booked for that show, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, uh, like, like I think there was an MC booked, but there had been a bit of an argument with the promoter and the MC who had been booked for the show, or something. Uh, just something stupid had fucking happened. 
And uh, yeah, I'm seeing that show. Uh, Neil Ayrton, literally one of the best referees that you will find in British wrestling, ended up refereeing the whole show. Um, that show, you had the likes of, again, Tiger McGuigan, you had um, Dan Domain, you had Tommy Rocker, you had Paul Malin, you had West Danger, you had Young Horace, you had uh, the Wonder Kid, Johnny Storm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so loads of fucking... Uh, great wrestlers and all that, you know. You also had um, Kemper as well, big uh, big Josh Kemper um, on the show somewhere. The main event being Mikey Andrews versus Mr. Lee. Um, but it was meant to be against Dante Durden, but Dante didn't show up, um, coincidentally. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Shawal, the great Shawal got involved and we ended up seeing a tad match between the great Shawal and Mr. Lee of Project Mayhem versus Mikey Andrews and the young veteran West Danger. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, that was a really good show. And then I didn't have anything in September... Um, I was booked on a new British promotion show on, I believe, the 9th. Oh, no. There was one show after that Wakefield show. <coughs> Back on a Monday in Sheringham, Seaside Slam, I had refereed... What matches did I referee? I refereed Crowley versus Ollie Cole and... Uh, Jack Landers versus the Lone Wolf Swede. So yeah, and then moving on to October. Yeah, so I was originally booked on a new British promotion show on I believe the 9th of September, but unfortunately due to work commitments, so I had to pull out, unfortunately. Um, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and then moving on to October, on the 8th of October in Hare Hills, debuted for Old School Wrestling for the King of Yorkshire Tournament. I became a co-president of Old School Wrestling alongside a uh, long-time rival of mine, um, Mr. Lee. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then refereed uh, Gunnison and Dante Durden. And, um, yeah, so, um, then moving on to Taverham at the end of October, I had refereed, what matches did I ref there, was it, it was the six-man tag match between the UK Pitbulls and the Fearless Flatliner versus Dr. Leonardo Darwin Michael Caden and Jimmy Starr. Then the match between uh, the Lone Wolf Swede and uh, against uh, versus Roy Knight, a member of the legendary Knight family. Um, also the brother of um, former two-time WWE Divas Champion, former, uh, the first ever WWE NXT Women's Champion, 
um, former AEW uh, AEW Women's World Champion uh, of Soraya, um, and uh, yeah, uh, for obviously formerly known as Paige in WWE, um, and then I refereed the BTW World Title match between the defending champion Ricky Knight Jr. against uh, Jack Landers. Um, Jack Land, well, Ricky Knight Jr. had walked into the match. The defending champion, however, Jack Landers walked away the brand new BTW World Champion. Again, Ricky Knight Jr. is, in fact, Roy Knight's son. Um, he just happens to be Soraya's uh, nephew. Uh, so that was pretty cool uh, to referee two members of the Knight family. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, and then Hulk, fast forward on to Hulk a couple of weeks ago. Uh, or a few weeks ago now. Um, uh, or a month ago, it will be tomorrow, won't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I refereed a six-man tag between UK Pitbulls, Bulk and Big Dave versus, uh, and the Furthest Flatliner versus CW Davis, Swede and Jimmy Starr. Then I refereed um, uh, George Rashwood, Furio and Rooney Root. Then what was the main event? Was that the East Anglian title match? It was. So yeah, the main event was the East Anglian title match to crown the first ever Big Top Wrestling East Anglian title and the East Anglian champion. Um between Brett Semtex and one half of the newly crowned WAW Tag Team Champions, uh, represented, insert name here, and the best boys around of Kobe Nitro. Uh, Brett Semtex had walked away victorious in that match. And, uh, yeah, so all in all this year, I had... Uh, well, I'd also come in at the last minute... Um, to ref the match between Mikey Andrews and Mr. Lee in Sheffield back at the end of, what was it, July? Yeah, back in July. Or was it June they got cancelled? Or was it July? Was it, no, was it June they got cancelled or was it July? Either way, there was a show in Sheffield in either June or July. Um, that I was booked on for uh, New British Promotions um, up in Sheffield. And, uh, yeah, I refereed the back end of the uh, match between Mr. Lee and Mikey Andrews, um, which was quite fun. So if you add in the refereeing matches that I'd been a part of and the MCing matches that I'd MCed, this year alone, I'd been a part of 30 matches between the refereeing and the emceeing. So I'd emceed six matches and refereed 24 matches, which takes a total up to 30, which takes my total number of matches that I've refereed and emceed up to 32, because I've refereed two matches last year. Uh, my first match being uh, the Lion Aaron Sharp versus the Real Deal Steve Sykes, and then my second match being in the... Uh, King of the Castle tournament between Marco Marinelli, um, the eventual finalist, um, versus uh, the Arthur Athlete, C.W. Davis. 
again, C.W. Davis is a, is a bloke who I've come across on several occasions. Um, just like the UK Pitbulls, Brett Semtex, I've refed a few times. <coughs> Swede, I've refed a few times as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I've obviously got shows coming up in Wakefield, in Sheringham. Uh, there's some old school wrestling shows coming up that you can sort of keep your eyes peeled for. Um, old school wrestling's always a fucking load of fun to work for. Um, you know, there's always some great, great talent on the old school wrestling shows, you know, so you can always guarantee that, you know, because um, old school wrestling, you know, the chance are you'll be seeing the likes of. You know, Mikey Andrews, you'll be seeing uh, Casey Riley, you'll be seeing Mr. Lee, you'll be seeing Dante Durden, uh, Gunnison, the great Shawal, uh, probably someone like Tyler McGuigan, uh, up and comers like, you know, West Danger, La Flama, um, you know, uh, representing the cult of Killjoy, uh, Dan Robertson. Um, as well as guys like I can never pronounce the guy's name but Callum Majestica or something like yeah Callum Majestica I think his name is you know again he's he's another great talent you know the Denzi and the tag team you know um, I think will be a good fit to have on some up like some up and coming old school wrestling shows you know um Tommy Rocker, again, I think will be somebody good to have on. You know, maybe even bringing back guys like Martin Kirby, Dutch from Fight Factory, uh, maybe even to like a Johnny Storm, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously we're going to have to wait and see who will be booked for these upcoming OSW shows. Um, but, yeah... Old school wrestling will be a will be a, a lot of fun to work for. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna finish this segment here, and then start to record the part two segment, and then yeah, so I seem to stretch my legs a, a little bit, and I shall be back for the rest of the podcast in just a minute. Welcome back to the second segment of um, uh, this podcast. Um, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I, I want to talk a bit about you know some of the greatest moments that you know that have happened throughout the year of twenty twenty three. I've uh, got some notes in front of me um, that I've uh, written out um, that have. You know, that in my opinion have been good moments from the, the WWE um, this year. You know, because 2023 has been that sort of year where there have been several ups, there have been several downs, and, you know, we've seen wrestling at the top, we've seen wrestling at the bottom, and then seen it at the top again and seen it at the bottom, you know. Um, and uh yeah, so um just looking at you know, taking some time to 
look at some of the guys and gals that have, you know, um, sort of excelled themselves this year. You know, um, you know, you look at EO Sky. You know, she's been someone who has literally gone from being a nobody, pretty much a nobody in in NXT to coming up to the main roster at SummerSlam in 2022, I believe, was it not? Yeah, because she obviously won the Money in the Bank contract, didn't she? Yeah, this year. So, um, yeah, so at last year's SummerSlam, she obviously came out with the return of Bailey and the main roster debut in Dakota Kai. Um, you know, in front of tens of thousands of people, you know. Um, you know, this was Bailey's first appearance in WWE in front of a crowd since the start of 2020. You know, over two and a half years, you know, um, she obviously she uh, did a lot during, you know, 2021 and uh, wrestling and all that. But this was still behind, this was still in the behind closed doors pandemic era of the WWE. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, she has, obviously, Bailey, the, the, yeah, this was, Bailey's first time in front of a crowd in WWE since, you know, March of 20, you know, start of March, end of February, start of March 2020, you know, so over two and a half years, like there are two and a half years since she was in front of any sort of live crowd, you know, um, and yeah, but specifically EO Sky, she's um, managed to go from one of Bailey's two sidekicks to winning the Money in the Bank briefcase to successfully cashing in for the women's title and still holding it months later, rather than being a typical bog-standard transitional champion. Um, obviously, like Nikki A.S.H., you know, um, and, uh, you know, like Nikki, a superhero, that gimmick that Nikki Cross had, you know, um which obviously no one was able to fucking get behind. But, uh, yeah, uh, that was just a gimmick that I think that WWE Creative and Literature put together last minute to, you know, create some sort of champion to, you know, get, you know, the younger viewers, you know, the, the children viewers of the programme invested in the women's division. Do you know what I mean? Um, who else? you also got Chad Gable, you know, going from Shorty G... You know, um, you know, Chad Gable, you know, he was obviously a part of um, American Alpha. Uh, no, not American Alpha. Was it American Alpha? Yeah, um, American Alpha with um, Jason Jordan. Obviously became uh, NXT Tag Team Champions for him. They, they put on a really good match with FTR. Uh, a takeover show. I can't remember what takeover show it was, but it was a really good match. Um, obviously, when they were known as... What was the fucking FTR known as in WWE? The Revival, that was it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then that excelled um, American Alpha, you know, into becoming main roster 
talent and having them win SmackDown tag titles. But, uh, yeah, Chad Gable, you know, he's, especially the past sort of couple of months, uh, going up to when uh, Walter was going up to having, you know, like, sort of tying with um, uh, the Honky Tonk Man's record-setting Intercontinental Championship reign, you know, um, as the IC champion. Um I think that, you know, he's put on some really good matches against Volta. He's put on some sort of good sort of skits and segments on Raw as part of the Alpha Academy. You know, um, but I think that, I think that Chad Gable with the match, with the calibre of matches he's had recently, I think that, him and Otis could do without everyone else in, you know, Alpha Academy and then branch off to once again try and get to the Raw Tag Team titles or Chad Gable try and probably regain another opportunity at the Intercontinental title, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, another one, Jey Uso, you know, uh, you know, he's he was obviously a part of one of the greatest, if not the greatest tag team that the, the WWE have had over the past 15 years, you know, of the Usos. <coughs> you, know, you know, ever since he um, disbanded from the bloodline, <coughs> excuse me, a, a few months back, you know, um, he obviously earned the main event moniker, uh, turned face, you know, um I personally think he's lacked Jey Uso in terms of star power. You know, obviously won the undisputed tag team titles with Cody Rhodes, uh, didn't he? And then, yeah, they were obviously only the transitional champions. To, you know, they beat in the Judgment Day, I think, when it, and then lost them back to the Judgment Day, or they ended up losing them to the Judgment Day, as far as I can remember. And, uh, yeah, um, LA Knight, for God's sake, you know, this is probably the best sort of that the crowd have been invested, this is probably the best that the crowd have been invested in LA Knight since um, since his first signed with WWE in 2021 like in early 2021 uh and, uh, yeah, and going back to the Eli Drake days of TNA, you know, I, I remember seeing Eli Drake um, as King of the Mountain champion, as fucking, you know, the TNA, Global Force Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Global Heavyweight World, Global International Champion, whatever they were decided to call it on that episode of fucking... Global Force Impact TNA, you know, um, you know, going back to that very sort of weird sort of period of TNA Impact Global Force of you know middle of like mid twenty seventeen, you know, uh, when they sort of merged with Global Force, you know, um, uh, merged with Global Force Wrestling. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, LA Knight, you know, the crowd are 
so over with him, you know. And, yeah, I think that LA Knight could quite easily be a strong mid-card champion. You know, I I don't think that LA Knight would be the one to dethrone Roman, you know. But I do see him probably having a shot with the World Heavyweight title at some point. You know, probably taking it off of whoever ends up dethroning Roman, whether or not that be a Gunter, whether or not that be a Cody, whether or not that be a Damian Priest, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, so many people that have excelled themselves this year alone, and it's like, wow, you know. Uh Gunter and his Intercontinental Championship reign, you know. Um, <coughs> obviously, a lot of people, like a lot of fans of WWE are annoyed with the fact of how Roman Reigns has been champion for over three years now. I'm near enough, yeah, over three years now. Gunter Volta has been champion for nearly two, right? But... You look at it logically. Volta defends the Intercontinental title most weeks. You know, he's... I think that Volta is trying to redefine the Intercontinental title as a working man's title. So, basically, going back to the... to some of the legends that have held the Intercontinental title in the past, you know, you look at... The likes of Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, uh, Tito Santana, uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Ricky. The, did Steamboat ever hold it? Um, I don't think he did, did he? Um, or if he did, then yeah, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Um, who else? You know, the Honky Tonk Man, you know, uh, Pedro Morales had, a, again, a, a very decent reign. With the IC title, you know, um, like I think he's trying to recaptivate the name of the Intercontinental title, trying to remake it as a working man's title and a performing title, you know, rather than. And again, you know, you look at Imperium; they very rarely got, you know, they very rarely get involved with Gunter's matches, uh, trying to help him retain the IC title. Compared to Roman, you know, the amount of times that he's had help off of Solo Sokoa, off of Sami Zayn when he was part of the bloodline, off of the Usos when they were still a tag team, you know. Um, I think realistically, it takes the piss, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think that Volta has had one of the best IC title reigns of... Of the modern era, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, anyways. Um, I will come back tomorrow, so Christmas Day. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and try and do a Facebook Live, you know, or maybe like a couple of Facebook Lives. Um and, uh, yeah, to try and, you know, um, give you guys like a bit more of like, what I think about 2023 as a whole. Um, and as well as doing a, another, um, 
podcast on Christmas Day, you know, um, uh, we, for, yeah, no, and try to do a podcast on Christmas Day, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is, as per usual, Ben Bobby Effin Salastar, and I have been your host for tonight's podcast. Uh, and I've been your owner of the Nerdic Pro Podcast and your former two-time Nerdic Pro Podcast general manager and a former Classic UK Pro Wrestling 24-7 champion as well. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, I would like to thank every one of you for listening to this podcast and I shall be seeing you all uh, tomorrow um, as I record on this, so Christmas Day. So yeah, thank you very much. See you all later. Goodbye.